Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sunny. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. A huge thank you to, of course, Gem Accessories for sponsoring this episode, as well as, of course, Millennium Threads. You can find discount codes with links to both of those down below. Of course, we also want to thank our other sponsors, Steel Fox Games and ETB Games. You can find links to both of them down below. And of course, last but not least, we want to also mention our TCG Player and Dragon Shield affiliate links. You can find both of those down below. Just click them before you shop to support the channel at no extra cost to yourself. And of course, the final thing we're going to bring up is if you are interested in our Patreon, you can find a link to that down below. We are adding some new Patreon goals. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not entirely sure what they are yet. Uh, something involving at maybe say like 500 patrons caleb yeah. gets a tattoo something well we're, we're still blabbing all that yeah and whatever we do we're gonna do it live on the podcast no mm-hmm. scam so uh whatever we do we're gonna figure out something it's yeah. gonna be fun so with that said if you are interested in that <laughs> check out our patreon you get an extra episode every week too yeah so and, uh, you also get uh, our normal episodes an audio version of it 12 hours early. I, I yeah, try. the night before. Yeah, I try. Because of that's just the earliest we can get it up. Yeah. Anyway, so with that said, let's go ahead and get on into, oh my goodness, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Brand new cards. Yes, so let's go ahead and start with the new terminal offering. So this yes. was a... It's a V-Jump promo. Yes. This was something that was shown about a week or two ago. And it was uh, it was mentioned a week or two ago, and we didn't have an mm-hmm. effect for it. It was just kind of like we were trying to figure out what it was going to be yeah. versus it was like an ultimate offering retrain. Well, now mm-hmm. we know this is a continuous trap. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, during your main phase, you can pay 1,000 life points. You can conduct up to three normal summons or sets this turn, not just one. I love that it specifically says not just one. It's fun. Yeah. Two, during your opponent's battle phase, you can pay 500 life points. Immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon one monster. They just made ultimate offering bad. No, 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 no. This is but, well, they made ultimate offering again, but it's both better and worse. With its, during your main phase effect, you get more bang for your buck. Because in order to get the three normal summons, you'd have to pay 1,500 life points. Here it's just 1,000. I guess. However, the way it is worded, you get three total for the turn. So you get your, nor- your regular oh, normal summon. Oh, yeah. Then you get two more. So even if you like normal summon, let's say you normal summon something that searches this, set it, fl- then immediately flip it. And then you get then you get two more. Boom, boom. Because that, that's three. Sure. Which would actually be a thousand life points that you would spend there. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the battle phase one is exactly 500 for one normal summon to your opponent's battle phase. Dude, some some video listener is just going to like... So you have somebody just watching the video version of the podcast for the first time. And you're like, do they always eat on the podcast? No. We were just kind of tired and yeah. it's something to keep us going, keep us awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, anyway, so like overall, it's pretty much just ultimate offering, but like... You know, not as good. Not as good. So, a possibility of keeping it legal? Let me ask you a question. Do yeah. you think Ultimate Offering could come off the ban list? No. Why? Why wouldn't I just pay five? Well, to be fair, it is a purple card. Yeah. Yeah. If your deck can literally put your opponent in a situation to where they can't, to where it comes back to you again, you just win. Counterpoint. Just... Mm-hmm. It would only get played in one deck. And even then, that deck could cut it. That's fair-ish. Think about it. You don't even need it in flu. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because you have, like, literally... You have that thing's literal literal effect on, what, two cards? At least two. I think it's actually more than two. Yeah, with the normal summon three times. Uh, One of them is a counter trap that locks your opponent out of special summoning, but then they get three normal summons. What what deck besides flu is going to abuse? Well, never about. They have a card that gives them three normal summons that they don't run. Yeah, yeah. Snow. Yeah, I'm telling you, this ultimate offering mm. could come back and not see May- play. Maybe, very possibly. And like I said, yeah, like I said, the thing, this thing's just ultimate offering, but both worse and better at the same time. It's weird. Sword Soul is the most normal summon reliant deck in Yu-Gi-Oh at the moment, other than obviously flu underies. Yeah, but I mean that Swordtail would not play it. Yeah, well, I mean to be fair, if Flu is that's their entire shtick is we normal summon. Yeah, and that's why their effects let them normal summon more. They don't even, they wouldn't even need it. Yeah, exactly. So ultimate oh. offering could come back to three and be fine. However, the shenanigans of oh no, you enter your battle phase and I all your monsters are bigger than mine. I'm just going to just pay five hundred over and over again until I tribute summon a three K beat stick. You can tribute summon to Biru, yeah. Which is hilarious. No, what's really funny is that I actually did this against Caleb. What was yes. it? A couple days ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was in a situation where he debarriered me. When he had the token on field? Uh-huh. And I looked at it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tribute some of Nib, honestly. Yeah, so he, yeah, so he tributed Nibs just so he could link uh, do a link, uh, link to. No, it was just so I could beat your face in because Nib is big. Fair. Well... No, no, because like you were also trying to get the token off the field, so you could conduct a link summon. Because you're trying to get make shaman, so then you made shaman. I'm gonna believe you because you have better memory than me. No, I remember now. You um, you had a Vashuda on field or a Shuna, one of them. Sure. Uh, and you were trying to link it off. But you couldn't because of the token, so you tribute summon it. So you tribute summon Nib, and then linked it off. Because then you sure. can make monks get I, in Like I grave. said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to believe you. I'm just saying Ultimate Offering could come to three. Horror? It doesn't matter. Okay. Next, ne- we have some new dinosaurs. Specifically, Rex Raptor support. Uh, sure. It's it's literally just... Well, I know, but it, yeah. also, it also works with the Transcend Drakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and this is coming out of Duelist Nexus. So, Dino players eating good. Yeah. You want the first one? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so. Hmm, one moment. Ha! Okay. I thought you were going to start. So, I got some chips. Yeah. But then. I got chips. You got chips. <laughs> got a chip. Okay. King Rex, the twin-headed dragon. Level 6 earth dinosaur effect monster. Not a dragon, hilariously. Is this a reference to Crawling Dragon number one, who was a dinosaur, not a dragon? Maybe. No, it's not. 1600 attack, 1200 defense. You can only special summon... You can only special summon with the first effect of this card's name once per turn. You can only use the second effect of this card's name, second effect, once per turn. If you control the monsters, you can special summon this card from your hand. Cyber Dragon, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two, if this card is normal or specialed, you can target a monster on the field with attack lower than the total attack of all dinos you control. Destroy it. No, this monster being a level 6 is a reference to the fact that two-headed King Rex was level 6 in the original manga. 
So in theory, if you normal summon this guy and you have a baby Sarasaurus, you, you can, can pop, pop it. Yeah, you can just pop baby. Okay. Uh, you'd have to tribute summon him in that in that point. No. Anyway. <laughs> next we have. We'll, hey, hey, we'll get hey! There. Spoilers. King Rex the Dragon King, level nine Earth dinosaur effect monsters. Effect monster. 3,200 attack, 1,200 defense. When this attacking card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, you can make this card gain a second attack during this battle phase. Two, once per turn, except during the turn this card was summoned, you can target up to two monsters your opponent controls and destroy them. This feels like a strictly worse UCT. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because UCT can attack all monsters your opponent controls once each, and it non can... non Book of Moons. Yeah, and it can Book of, book of Eclipse your whole f your opponent's field. Yeah, no, 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 book... Oh, yeah, it is Book of Eclipse, so they don't flip them and draw. Yeah, but it's like, conceptually, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's not good, but... Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's another level 9. That way you can run rank 9 plays. Yeah. Next up we have Grenosaurus, the Magic Head Cannon. Rank 4 Fire Dinosaur Ixies Effect Monster. I'm so happy they retrained Grenosaurus. Okay. It's I, it's it's a retrain I never knew I needed it until I got it. Okay, so there's two reasons why they, did, why they did a Grenosaurus retrain. Okay. One, it's the only non-numbers Dino Ixies that... They really? Keep... No. Uh, wait. Yes. I keep thinking. My brain keeps saying Logia and Dolka are dinos, but they're, they're dragons. not. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure the Grin is the only non-numbered dino exceeds. We're about to find out. Yeah. And number two, because he has two mouths. Wait. Grinosaurus <clears throat> had his main mouth, and then he had one in his chest. What? Yeah. You can barely see it on Grinosaurus's old uh, artwork. We're about to find out. Oh heck yeah! Is that just true? Wh which which what one? You, everything you just said? Very possibly. This dude, possibly. All right, uh, Dino all dinosaur seas. There's literally only three. Number nineteen, Freezeton. Number sixty-one, Volcosaurus. Yep, yeah, it's the only. Yep, it's the only non-numbered Dino Xyz monster. And if you look, is that a mouth? That, yeah, yeah, but like he does have a second mouth on his stomach. Yeah, yeah. to keep with the two-headed theming here wow you're just objectively correct uh okay well rank four fire dinosaur exceeds. i should not be so surprised by that uh 2200 attack 2000 defense materials two level fours anyone can make this thing mm -hmm. uh you can only use the second fact of this card's name once per turn one when your dinosaur monster destroys an opponent sponsored by battle and sends it to the graveyard detach one burn your opponent for a thousand and it gains a thousand attack permanent Two, if this exceeds summon card is destroyed, target one card on the field, destroy it, and then burn your opponent for a thousand. It's, it's a worse Gaga -ga -ga cowboy. Just make cowboy. Yeah, literally. Now, to be fair, if your opponent has a twenty two hundred, has something that it can run over, and you run it over, you burn, and then you also get a thirty two hundred beat stick. I just. Which is very Dino, but Ultimate Conductor Tyranno does the exact same thing, but better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's that card. It's cool. It looks cool. Artwork's great. That's about it. All right. Next we have Jurassic Power. Continuous spell card. You can use the third effect of this card's name once per turn. One, dinosaur monsters you control gain 300 attack. Two, you can normal summon level five or higher dinosaur monsters without tributing. Yo. Mm -hmm. Three, you can send one dinosaur monster from your hand or face up field to the graveyard. Add one dinosaur monster with 1200 defense from your deck to your hand. So just for example, this card can search Crawling Dragon number two, Dogron the Mad Flame Kaiju, Doodle Beast Tyranno, Element Source, Giant Rex, Hyper Hammerhead, Jurak Monolith, Jurak Protops, Mad Zord Beast, Re-X, Samurai Cavalry of Reptier, and Two-Headed King Rex. You can just search all of these. In addition to King Rex the Twin-Headed Dragon and King Rex the Dragon King. I think this card is unironically very good. I think that this is probably the best card of all Wait. the ones we've read so far. I just realized something. What? King Re King Rex the Dragon King mm -hmm. is King King the Dragon King. Rex means is I think Rex is like Latin for king or something. 
Because, like, Tyrannosaurus Rex means Tyrant Lizard King. Mm, it means the Reigning King. So his name is King, Reigning King, the Dragon King. I wonder if Dragon also means King. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, I mean, I know dragons uh, have been related to royalty for centuries in uh, over in uh, China and Japan. Yeah, it doesn't. So. I don't know about Korea. I really haven't studied Korea very much. I should probably change that. You want to hit the last card? Oh, yeah. The last dinosaur card. Well, yeah, the last card from this particular. Last dinosaur cards ever. Yeah. They're just going to discontinue the whole type. Uh, tran Transcendental Evolution Pill Beta. Look at that. It's almost a Transcendrate card. You can only it's activate, very close. Well, you, can only, you can only activate one card of this card's name per turn. Ooh, look, it's even got Mega Zowler in it. Oh, it, oh, it does. Wow. Yeah. One, tribute two monsters from your hand and or field, including at least one dinosaur monster. You cannot special mo summon monsters from the extra deck. The rest of this turn, after this card resolves, except dinosaur, dragon, sea serpent, and worm monsters. Literally the transcendric typing. Yes. Also special summon a level 5 or higher dinosaur monster with a from your deck with or extra deck with an attack higher than the tribute monster's total attacks. So if you just tribute so, so if you just tribute something like a extra baby Ceratosaurus and like I don't know a uh, Ovi Raptor at sixteen hundred. That's a total of like two grand. You can special summon any level five or higher dinosaur monster from your deck or extra deck with two thousand or more. Well, twenty one hundred or more attack. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's yeah, pretty solid. Okay, particularly because then it also lets you fetch it out of your extra deck. Yeah. All right. Next we have Voici la carte. Here is the menu. So this is from Deck Build Pack Wild Survivors, and this is a new spell card to go with the new. Um, what was the name of the archetype? It's a Hungry Burger support. Yeah, Nouveau. Nouveau, yeah. So this is. Uh, voici la carte. Here is the menu. Normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One. Reveal two Nouvelles monsters with different names from your deck. Your opponent picks one for you to add to your hand, and you shuffle the rest back into your deck. Then you can add one of these cards from your graveyard, deck or graveyard, to your hand based on the added monster's type. So if you add a Beast Warrior, you can add Recette de Poisson Fish Recipe. And if you add a Warrior, you can add Recette Vivand uh, Meat Recipe. So if you add a Beast Warrior, you can get the Fish Recipe. And if you add a Warrior, you can get the Meat Recipe. And then if you're like, I need specifically meat, you can just reveal two Warriors. Yes. Two different ones. Your opponent picks one, you get your meat recipe. You know what this card is that's very scary? Yeah, What what's the name of that old Yu-Gi-Oh card where it's like... Pot of Greed? It's an inherent plus one. It is. But no, no, no. It, this card it, is a literally free plus one. But it functions like another old Yu-Gi-Oh card where it's like you reveal five cards to your opponent, they pick one, yeah, that's Painful choice? Painful. And the rest it, go to the graveyard? Yeah. It's literally just painful choice. It's really not far off. Yeah. It It's Pot of Greed... From the point of view of painful choice. That is certainly a way that you could describe it. Better. It's pot it's, it's if pot of green and painful choice had a baby. That is also certainly a way that you could describe it. And hungry hamburger's the godfather. <laughs> Those are certainly words that form a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> anyway. Anywho's the what's it's. We got an entire archetype. But like one that we already had, but it's like it's, enough new cards to be another entire archetype. Yeah, yeah. Like, because normally when they release an archetype, they normally give us about seven cards to begin with. Mm -hmm. They gave us seven new uh, Infernoble cards. So uh, I'll start. We have Infernoble Knight, Ricardetto, Fire Warrior, Tuner, Effect Monster, Level 1, 500 Attack, No Defense. You can only use one of the first, second, first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn, only once that turn. So you get one or the other of these effects. You can't get both. One, banish this card from your hand or graveyard. Splash on a level four lower fire warrior monster from your hand as a tuner. Two, if this card is normal or special summon, you can target a level four lower fire warrior monster in your graveyard, except another copy of itself. No, not another copy of itself. Yeah, 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 except another copy no. of itself. Splash summon. Nope. Yeah, Infernoble Knight, Re uh, Rickardet which is, like, strangely a combination of its direct translation. Like, if you go all the way back up and look at it, it's, like, in Japanese. In Oh, I see. They kind of mix them it together. It is. Okay, so it is. Except, yeah, except okay, itself. Okay, so it's just spelled different. 
special summon it, and also you cannot special summon monsters for the rest of turn except warriors. Hmm. Uh, fun fact, uh, Riccardetto is probably just Richard, brother of Radamante and Renaud. Next we have Infernoble Knight Tulpan, a fire warrior effect monster, level 5, 1400 attack, 1700 defense. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. 1. If you control a monster equipped with an equip spell card, you can special summon this card from your hand or graveyard. But if it is special summoned from the graveyard, banish it when it leaves the field. 2. If this card is in your graveyard, you can target one warrior monster you control. Equip this card to that monster you control. 3. If the equipped monster is used as synchro material, you treat it as a tuner. So essentially, it's a free special summon mm -hmm. from hand or grave if you control an equip spell. If it's in your graveyard, you can equip it. And then it... You, it lets whatever you equip it to become a tuner. Yeah, so if you're sitting there with two non-tuners and this guy engraving, you go, cool, one of them's now a tuner. Let's go. Okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a... We have a Angelica, Princess of the Noble Arms. Fire Warrior Synchro Effect Monster, level 5, 1,200 attack, 2,400 defense. Generic, one tuner plus one or more non-tuners. Oh, boy, I love <clears throat> the idea of a generic level 5 synchro extender. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if this card is special summoned, you can add a card that mentions Infernoble Knight, Emperor Charles, or one Horn of Oliphants from your deck to your hand. Two, when a card or effect is activated that targets this card, or when this card is targeted for an attack. Quick effect. Send a Fire Warrior monster from your deck to your graveyard, and if you do, banish this card until the end phase. Then special summon a Roland monster from your deck or extra deck. So, so this so, card feels like dang long. Yeah, but like if she gets targeted, she just foolish barrels something and says bye. The funny thing is that you can target her with, with your own card and get the effect. You yeah, can make this happen. You can equip her with an equip spell. Equip spells target. Do they? Yes. Mm. It would then trigger her effect. She'd leave. Renald would come out. The equip spell would just go straight to the graveyard. I don't think it targets. I think it equips. In order to equip, you have to target. Uh, Let's Google that real quick. Rulings live on air. Yeah, I don't know about that. Equip cards target autofill. All equip spells require you require that you target a monster to activate them. Where's that coming from? You go r slash you go one on one. Uh, I don't know that I tr trust some random bozo on Reddit. I'm not saying I don't trust random bozos on Reddit, but yeah. I also don't know that I do. Uh, well, there's Yu Gi Oh Wiki. Oh, okay. I think I. Th okay, I think this will be pretty good. An official. Is it from Yugipedia? The uh, the thing I'm looking at, the picture of the thing I'm looking at it is. I don't but, trust Yugipedia. They deleted their whole site. But the thing I'm looking at is an official Yu-Gi-Oh tip card. Number oh. 37 of 50, retargeting equipment. Sometimes your opponent will play a really powerful equip spell on a monster, make it too powerful for your monster to defeat, but there are cards that let you take that equip spell card and use it for yourself instead. That's not helpful at Cards all. Cards like Taylor the Fickle can allow you to retarget an equip spell card to a new target. It says target a lot. Uh, let's see. Here's a po here's an old Pojo form on it. I'm asking a another fellow judge. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? Okay, so I asked Giant Skyhawk. I said, hey, do Equip Souls target, or do they just... Equip? Equip. He said, all caps, funny you should ask. It depends. The activation of Equip Spell always targets. Okay. The equipping... Go away. Go go away. What? We didn't say Siri. Don't say it too loud. There, I just did it. The equipping of cards does not always target. 
So if you activate an equip spell, it will target. Yeah. So activate an equip spell to equip it to her. It'll trigger her effect. She leaves. The equip spell goes to grave, but it's Infernoble. They don't care. Okay. And then they get a free Renald. That's really dumb. But okay. Well, fair enough. Okay. R not Renald. Roland. Yeah, Roland. Thank you. Different card. Yes, completely different card. All right. Next we have Charles Taite. That's a funny Japanese name. Charlemagne. It translates to Charlemagne. It's literally just Charlemagne. Yes. Oh, he got the Skyrim HUD. Oh, boy. Lud For those wondering, Ludwig is doing a stream where every time he gets to a new five-minute barrier in a Super Mario 64 speedrun, he has to add a HUD from a video game. He has... I'm not even joking. At this current moment like 14 different huds mm -hmm. on his screen all overlay one on top of the other dude he's got like we golf mm -hmm. with with sims 3 now he's adding skyrim yep pikmin i mean just every Smash hud Brothers, you can think of uh overwatch mm. god of war what was the other one what you said war warframe warframe legend of zelda specifically ocarina of time and majora's mask yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some soccer one. Yeah, Sim City, dude. <clears throat> so many HUDs. Yep. Anyway, Charlemagne, Fire Warrior Link Effect Monster. Yes, the Infernoble Knight's got a Link Monster, and it's even a worse. One. I just noticed it has three thousand attack. Read the materials to Link summon this guy. Oh, okay. Link one, three thousand attack. Bottom Link arrow. One level nine Infer Noble Knight Emperor Charles equipped with an equip card. Wow. I it's, was like, wow. This is really powerful. Yeah, this is crazy. It's very specific. It's ex That's extremely specific. This is how Link 1 should be. Extremely specific. Mm -hmm. One, if this card is Link Summoned, you can target one Infer Noble Knight Emperor Charles in your graveyard. This card's name because it becomes that monster's original name and replace this effect with that monster's original effects. Then equip it to this card as an equip spell that gives it 500 attack. Two, once per turn when a spell trap card or effect is activated, quick effect, you can send one equip spell from your hand or face up field to the graveyard and negate the activation and if you do, destroy that card. Wow. What just, wow. What a... What a card. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the most... Um, Infer Noble Knight card. Yeah. Infer Noble Knight cards yeah. ever. Infer Noble Knight. That, that's definitely one of the cards of all time. Wow. That's that's really funny. Also, I think it's the highest attack point uh, Link 1. Oh, without a doubt. Because all the other Link 1s are like, yeah, we a thousand, have... you know, 15, 16 maybe. I don't know. I think like at most. I know Monk has a thousand. Yeah. I think Meow Meow Moo had a thousand. Yeah, Striker Dragon had eleven 1 hundred. I know Link and Link Karibo both have like three hundred or something. Huh? Uh, Link has zero, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, Link Karibo definitely has three hundred because it's literally just Karibo. What about the Salamangrate Almirage? Yeah, Almirage has uh has like two hundred, I think, two or three hundred. There's more than one salad. There's more than one Salamangrade. There's um, Almirage and there's Baylinks. Baylinks has, I think, 600. I thought it was like 16. Is that Sunlight Wolf? Yeah, Sunlight Wolf has 16. Uh, but then whenever okay. you um, reincarnate summon it, it's got like 2,500, I think, or something. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't fully remember. Long story short, this guy definitely has the most. Yeah, because most of them have within like a one, level 1 to 3 average range. Right. Level 1 to 3 monster, I mean. Okay, next card. Alright, uh, next up we have Infernoble Arms Almus. Equip spell. You can only act, use one one of the first and second effects of this card's name per turn, and only once that turn. One, while this card is equipped to a monster, you can equip an Infernoble Arms equip spell from your deck or graveyard to an appropriate monster you control except another copy of this card. Then destroy this card. Two, if this card is sent to the graveyard because the equipped monster was sent to the graveyard, you can target one of your Fire Warrior monsters that is banished or in your graveyard, add it back to your hand. You can literally just use this and then equip it to a card mm -hmm. and then send it to the graveyard to equip Durandal mm -hmm. from your... So it's like, it's like you're running six copies of Durandal. Something else you could do? And Durandal just lets you search whatever you want. Something else you could do? 
is hmm if you equip it to something yeah then you link that thing off or synchro off with well, it well if you this is well if you equip charles with this to turn him into charlemagne yes not only does it not only will he equip the charlemagne you can grab like you can grab something that's banished and add it to your hand or in your yeah. graveyard that's yeah. pretty interesting oh definitely Next, we have the Noble Arms Museum, a field spell for the, the archetype. Wow, it, it's the uh, museum that we that we that you see in a lot of the Noble Arms uh, cards that were released for the Infer Noble Knights, because all the swords were in the Infer Noble Knights were all in museums. Right. So Durandal is in a museum. Even the new one, Almace, is in a yeah. museum. Yeah. So uh, the older ones weren't. Like uh, Excalibur or Calibur, Excalibur. Some of them were. Or or Feudatier. Like the original set weren't. Some of them were, I think. Not the original set. The original set was Caliburn, uh, Alfudatir, and Noble Arms of Destiny. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets Binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below, or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below, or on Twitter at XGEM Accessories. Are you? Are there more than that? I feel like there's more than there that. There was more, but they really weren't run. But yeah, they didn't start doing the museum. Because I had a Noble Knight deck back in the day, remember? Everybody had a Noble Knight deck back in the day. Okay, here's Durandal in a museum. Hot Claire's in a museum. Yeah. Joy Use in a museum. Noble Arms of Light. That does not look very museum-y. That was one of the ones that was originally. That's our Feudatier. Our Feudatier is in a rock, okay. Mm -hmm. Same with Caliburn. Mm -hmm. uh, Clorent is be in the process of being laid into what looks like a museum thing. Excaliburn, definitely, it's coming from the lake. Galatin, another one in a there rock. There is Galatan. Why, why are they all and in the rocks? Why are they all in rocks? Because they're, they're all the sword and the stone. There's there's only how many swords and the stones are there? Why why are there six swords and stones? Depends on who you ask. Dude. What is it with British people and swords stuck in stones? It why why is this such a frequent problem? It's not the Brits, it's the Celts. Why are why are so many of their swords stuck in rocks? Why is why is this such an issue? That is a question that historians and like people who's in, in folklorists have been asking for decades probably centuries no decades why do they have so many are are swords just like falling out of the sky and lodging themselves into rocks you know do what they I, just have soft rocks to, well <laughs> i mean I mean, the shores of Dover, I think, are made of chalk. What? That's why they're white. What? I'm fact-checking this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because I know the shores of Dover are white, and that was part... And I think that the was... The White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why uh, why Britain Somewhere was originally down. called Albion. Uh, the, the weight of the overlying sediments caused the deposits to become consolidated into chalk. It's chalk. <laughs> Which, as we know, is very soft. It's chalk. But then, but all the rocks more inland are usually, I want to say... Where's Dover? Oh, the Cliffs of Dover are like... um. I mean, like, in relation to London, like, on a map. Oh, like, I, I, I think it's, like, in between... Um, the land, like, like that's like whenever you go from France or Spain to Britain, I think. I'm not 100 sure. If you go from Spain to Britain, then it would be on the southern, like the southern. Yo, that's side. close to London, I think. It might be. My ability, you might, you might end up having to, not end up having to fly over it. No, no, it, it no. I okay, would. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's closer. It's closer on the east. That's what I said. It's so, on the Spain yeah. side. So if it's by, 
which it's actually by France. Yeah, yeah, it's on the France side. So if it's if it's on the France side, yeah, then that means that like, it, it's pretty close. Yeah, I wonder how far of a trip this would be. You know, but yeah, like I, so I want to go see this while I'm over there. But like so that, and I think that's the one of the reasons why uh, Britain, uh, the island, was originally called Albion. Oh, because of the white cliffs. Yeah. Or because of the swords and rocks. No, 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 because that's because uh, I think when the Romans first arrived, that was like the first thing they would have seen were the white cliffs of Dover. Yeah, that makes sense. It's because like the they, narrowest crossing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So of course they would have been like landmass. This is the narrowest cl- crossing. You have to put a Super Mario sixty four overlay on top, on top of, of everything of Super else. Mario sixty four. <laughs> wow. Um. Even Terraria, man. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he had to put Terraria. Yeah. Anyway. Ago. So. My question is. Mm-hmm. Why has nobody ever told them how much these swords rock? Anyway, so the Noble Arms Museum, Field Spell. One, uh, first effect, uh, fire warrior monsters you control gain 500 attack. Yo. Yo, Flame Swordsman. I I stand Field Spells that give small attack boosts. Two, once per turn, you can pay 1,200 life points, add one Noble Arms card from your deck to your hand, except the Noble Arms Museum. Yo. Pr- uh, Konami try to print a field spell that doesn't search uh, and for one free. archetypal card for a free challenge. Impossible. But you do it not on activation. You, you do it <clears> once <throat> per turn. That's the trade-off. You're paying for it. But if that field spell stays up, you can just do it over and over and over. <gasps> no. No, it's, it's a soft once per it's turn. It's a soft once per turn. You could just keep doing it. Three, once per turn, if you applied this card's second effect this turn, you can target one Noble Knight monster card in your spell and tribe zone. Special summon it. Also, if you did not control Infer Noble Knight Emperor Charles at activation, you cannot special summon monsters for the rest of this turn except for warriors. This field spell is a museum referencing the fact that that France alleges to still possess swords such as Durandal, while the British do not have any physical evidence of swords like Excalibur. That's. They're not, they're not wrong. Is this liter- Is this entire archetype just a shot at France? Or no- France is catching strays for well, no, 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 no reason. Well, no, 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 no. In this case, it, that would be a shot at Britain. No, because it's France- reference to France alleges yeah. to still possess uh, these swords. France is catching strays out of nowhere. By the way, card game. It's a card game. They're catching strays in a card game. By the way, that reminds me. Uh, I learned something really cool about Excalibur a couple of days ago. No one asked. It would have been a Gladius. (laughs) It would have been a Gladius. It would have been a Gladius. Literally who asked, bro. (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. I love you. And that actually is a pretty cool and interesting fact. Yeah, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It would have been a Roman short sword? Yeah. Excalibur? Yeah. Because the, Art- the Arthurian legend takes place, uh, like, whenever it's originally told, which is originally told word of mouth during the Dark Ages. Okay, sure. They talked about the civilization a long time ago, which would have been when the Romans came in. Or the Celts. The, the Celts were... Eradicated by the Romans. No, the Celts were like... So, like, there's already a people here, and they mix, and they kind of interbred with the Romans, and that's what made the Celts. Oh, the Gaelics were the original ones. Yes. And then the Gaelics and the Romans made the Celts. Correct. Gotcha. So, and the Gaelics at the time didn't have swords. Uh, what? They really didn't have um, very much metallurgic technology. I mean, the Romans barely had metallurgy. At, well, the Greeks, I mean, barely had metallurgy. Yeah, but the Romans came after the Greeks. That's yes. what made the Romans so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the fact that they had metallurgy. Yeah, they had metallurgy and iron later. Much later they had iron. Um, but bronze was like the big thing. Um, so then they so then they were able to actually properly make actual swords, whereas the Gaelics had axes or and spears. Spears, however, being the best weapon, even against an armored opponent, hilariously enough. So yeah, it would have been yeah. So yeah, if it was a sword from a long time ago during the Dark Ages, it has to be a Gladius. 
It's probably a Gladius. Fun fact: Do you know why? Fun, do you know why Gladius is always so short? Uh, good for stabbing with. Cause bronze is heavy. That makes sense. Bronze is real heavy and bad for weapons and armor because it's so heavy. Anyway, the next one is yours unless you want me to do it. Then I got it. So uh, lastly, we have the... I'm glad we went from Caleb the sleepy boy right before we recorded to Caleb the very excited about swords boy. Yes, I, I am a I'm a history nerd. Okay, so... And also these chips are doing the trick, I'm telling you. It's kind of the chips, the water, and then also... Stretching before we started. Yeah, and history, history buff. Okay. The last card is the Epic Poem of Charles, Normal Trap. And I love the artwork for this, where it's like someone designing the, the Emperor Charles card. Dude, I didn't zoom in. Oh my goodness, dude. That's so funny. Also, oh, look in the top, top right. It's one of the noble arms. Dude, that's so funny. Konami just oh. broke the fourth wall. Oh, then also on the left in the book is another noble arms. As a, they're using it as a reference for the for the ones that Charles is holding in the artwork. Dude, this is such a funny card artwork. Okay, normal trap. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, reveal a noble arms equipped spell in your hand. If you do, special summon an infernal noble knight monster from your deck, hand or deck, then either equip it or send the reveal card to the graveyard. Two, you can banish this card from your graveyard and target an infernal noble knight emperor Charles you control. Equip it with a noble knight monster from your hand or deck as an equipped spell that gives it 500 attack. Okay. It's actually pretty good. Dude, these cards are kind of sick. Oh yeah, no, that these are these are good cards. Infernoble shout, Knights. Shout out Annie Evie on Twitter. Oh yeah. She's losing it over these she, dogs. She is eating well tonight. Honestly. I'm actually like really excited for these. This is This is yeah, well, cuz like I really like I really like the original uh Noble Knights and I do like the Ignoble Knights. I agree. As a concept. Um it, Infernoble Knights. Yeah, that's what I is said. Is it Infernoble or Ignoble? Uh, I think the oh no, okay, so the original archetypes was noble knights, and then they also introduced the ignoble knights, which were some of the noble knights who had rejected the code of the noble knights and basically became fallen knights. And I think there's like two of them total. Uh, and then you have the infer noble knights. And the only oh, okay. reason why I'm able to keep that and keep that straight is because I think the infer stands for inferno noble knights. Right, that's and what I was fires, assuming. they're all fires, whereas the original Noble Knights were dark earth and light. Yeah, that, light. that's what I was assumed. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it was that the original Noble Knight, uh, what was it? It was Noble Knight. I don't remember his base form, but like basically King Arthur, his, sure. his vanilla monster base Artorius. form. Artorius. Yeah, that's his uh, powered up name was Arturgus. Oh, okay. And then he went that through, was XCs. Yeah. Uh, his base form, which was a vanilla. His flavor text was a poem about the noble arms caliber, and it was cool. I do remember that. Yes. It was so cool. All right. So, with that said, let's go ahead and talk about the new changes. So, yes, this is what we... This, this was the clicky baity. Yeah. We didn't really click play because we are talking about it. Yeah, but we waited until the end on purpose, and I feel like that's a little well, baiting some clicks. I mean, we also normally start with new cards. True. We did get around to it. Anyway, so there were some pretty, I'm not going to say major updates, but there were some updates to the official Konami Entertainment Tournament Infractions and Penalty Policy. So basically, this is what tells judges... Hey, when you're at an event and this happens, it is a problem. When you're at an event and this happens, it's okay because this is why. So, just I'm we're, I'm just gonna read the wide organization breakdown of this. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that there's some pretty key. stuff stuff here that's not mentioned yeah well okay so like this is just kind of a quick little like the number one uh, any change to the doc document is, is like boilerplate changes any changes to the document not listed below these are either legalese clarifications or wording clarifications or formatting changes they're ultimately not of terribly major concern to the casual reader so like 
so basically they like reword some stuff so it makes more so it reads and makes more sense um a bunch of like random legalese that your average player would never even encounter or even need to read if that makes sense okay so but there's there is something here uh oh no 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 okay it does mention okay so these are already existing rules and policy within KDE events, and these are now listed as examples. So you cannot feign ignorance. These are yeah. now, everything here is now explicitly stated as an infraction. So Correct. Konami reminds you that you should act appropriately on stream and not embarrass yourself to make sure you mask up at e while at events if requested to do so, to please do not dead name or misgender fellow event participants and do not falsify evacuate or evacuation vaccination records so for example when you go to sign in at a tournament they do a vaccination check if you give yeah. false vaccination information that is a disqualifying and bannable offense mm -hmm. if you go up to a table and let's just say that your opponent you know you walk up and you say how's it going man and they say actually you know i identify as female then if at that point if you continue to you know intentionally yeah misgender your opponent the key thing here though is the in that that is you are intending to do it correct so despite what some people would say and have you believe if you just accidentally in passing say something to somebody that's not and gonna be and you cor they correct you go oh my bad and then just continue on with the correction it's nope. not an issue yeah it's not an issue it's a non-issue basically just respectfully don't be a dickhead you know yeah like, yeah that's so yeah, that goes without saying uh, regarding whether or not a judge calls appropriate and noting to not use them to gain an advantage. So essentially this is saying that you can't call a judge just for the reason of just, you know, saying that something dumb and sharking, etc. Yeah. You know, these are something that's enforceable now. So if there is a concern about rulings or policy, like call a judge, and the intent of the judge call is to ensure a fair and consistent mm -hmm. tournament. So something considered not appropriate would be uh, uh, judge calls being should not be used to attempt to gain an unfair advantage over another person or to turn penalties against another person. This is rule sharking. So, for example, if you say, hey, you know, this person... Uh, they, they went into their deck for a search and, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't offer to cut yeah. before they went back in, you know? So like, you know, I do a search and my opponent's like, no, nah, you're good. Like, I don't have any, I don't have okay. any interruptions. Yeah. And then you just like say your deck down and then you go back or something like like you're like that's intent like while yes you are technically supposed to like offer to cut like yeah shovel and <clears throat> cut after every single search right there is also a matter of you have to maintain pace of play and yeah. with the way the time rules are you know just kind of keep moving it to keep moving at a good pace you just kind of move along with your life uh, a great actually a great example of that is activate uh what's your searcher in sword soul a uh, sword soul emergence yeah search mo, mo ye and then you set your deck down because you're probably going to go go back go right back in in a hot second with chi shao yeah normal summon reveal chi shao search shuffle shuffle cut draw right as so, an example yes i would say that more or less that's the idea yeah and then you call it somebody calls a judge like you know call a judge and you're like oh well you know they didn't present their deck properly or something you yeah. know oh, they like, didn't shuffle after they searched right so you know the, the point is intentionally calling judges to say hey i want this person to be given a penalty for this extremely minor thing yeah that's actually worth getting an unsportsmanlike conduct of your own Judge calls should not be used to seek loopholes in policy to attempt to gain an unfair advantage or attempt to use rulings or policy to misinterpret the game state. This is unsports, unsporting conduct cheating. So this is if your opponent keeps their, you know, their deck at the bottom and then like for whatever reason they mix their banish in their graveyard, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, let's not sit here and, you know, say that they're intentionally doing that, trying to swap them and then trying to get them 
DQ'd. Like, especially if they're like, "Oh, my bad," and switch them back. Yeah, judge calls should not be used with the intent to specifically penalize another person, gain an unfair advantage, or misrepresent game state. So, again, don't specifically try to penalize somebody. Yeah. Okay. So, also, next time extensions have been clarified. So, let's see here. Let's just... Okay, any judge call that lasts longer than one minute uh, requires that the match be given an appropriate time extension. Time extensions are given after the call has been resolved. Should only be given for the applicable time lost during a round. So, you should never give a time extension longer than the time that remains in the round. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, time extension should not be given when there is an infraction that results in a game loss. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. And multiple time extensions may occur during a round for the same match. Okay. So just clarifying a little bit of like what constitutes a time, you know, a time yeah. extension and stuff. Yeah. And like lengths and stuff like that. Oh, <clears throat> acceptable versus repairable versus irreparable game states. Wow. Yeah. An irreparable game state. If both duelists share fault in a single game state error that merits a game loss, determine which duelist is most at fault. Award that duelist with the game loss. Wow. And the duelist less at fault still gets a warning. Irreparable game state should never result in a double game loss except as an upgrade. And an irreparable game state should never result in restarting a dueler match. Those make sense. Yeah. Wow, so if you determine that it's an irreparable game state, you just give a game loss. I feel like actually that may have been the thing, but still. Yeah. And you can go into the actual policy docs. to And read it, yeah. Yes, to, to actually read examples of what constitutes a repairable versus an irreparable game state. I, I think that's what they added. Were these, I think they added more examples. Maybe. Yes. Uh, accepted game states. The judge may make the determination that even though the game state has been damaged, it has happened too far back to fully repair and does not create a significant advantage for the duelist most at fault. The duelist, the judge may then declare the game state to be accepted, meaning play will continue as is. Okay, so accepted game state example. I'll just read one example. Both duelists misread a card effect and resolve the effect incorrectly. The error is caught later when one of the duelists plays another copy of the card. The judge investigates and determines that both duelists genuinely misunderstood the effect. Both duelists should receive a warning as it is both duelists' responsibility to maintain the correct game state and gameplay should continue from that point. I think having these examples are going to be a really welcome thing for judges oh, definitely. to genuinely have an idea of what should and should not be happening at these times. Next, we have a general upgrade and downgrade in the intensity of penalties. We have clarity on the concept of slow play. Okay, okay. So, let's just go down here and just skip past penalties. Because I feel like that's like, there's like a lot to that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's at least like six or seven pages of this. I mean, that'd probably be a whole episode just in and of itself. It, it really is. Wow. There is a just just a ton of these. Wow. Ah, I see. Uh, slow playing is talked about in all of those examples that I don't have time to find. Fair enough. And it gives examples of cheating, such as collusion, collusion mm-hmm. or rolling a dice to determine the winner of a match mm-hmm. or bribes. So, for example, if you're at an event and you say... Ah, uh, I've already locked up top 32. I'm good. You know, like, I'm just going to let you have the match. It gives yeah. you a better record or whatever, and I don't need it. Yeah, I'm that's go, technically I'm, an issue. Yeah, I'm going to go get me some food or something. Yeah, I mean, that that is technically not allowed. And I guess technically you could just go into the match and scoop the match. I, yeah, you literally go, okay, cool. Game one, scoop. Right. I game think the two, issue becomes... Scoop. And I think it becomes an issue when you intentionally collude to let your opponent get the match to give them better odds of topping. Yeah. And like saying that out loud. Yeah, but I think, I think if you say like, ah, you know, I want to go get food. Yeah. You, I think you, that's you actually it. less of an issue. Yeah. You got the match. I'm hungry. Yeah. 
Or, okay. you got, or you got the match. I don't feel like playing right now. Yeah. Next, we got um, what what it mean what it mean what it means to be suspended in and outside of events, and what can cause it, such as impersonating being KDE staff. So if you're pretending that you're a judge or something and you're not, mm-hmm. attacking or threatening a judge, okay, <clears throat> cyberbullying, etc. Also. It is clarified in here, um, spreading pers- spreading privileged information. So, like, mm. if you see there's leaks and stuff that are not, you know, publicly announced, yeah. and you spread those, that is a bannable offense now. Now okay. it is in the rulebook and clarified. Yeah. R.I.P. Tatsum. Yeah. We miss you, bud. So, also, we won't be talking about any leaks ever for the rest of our careers unless it's public information from Konami-like sources. Player affecting changes. Match slips are now the responsibility of the winner of a match to turn into the scorekeeper. Thought they already were. Failure to bring your match slip to the scorekeeper within five minutes of the round ending will result in a game loss in the following round. Let's go! Let's go! We want this. This is good. We, this is why we don't want we don't want matches and rounds having forty minute overlaps because they're waiting on three people's time three people's things and they're outside smoking. Yep. Players attended events for the sole purpose of buying cards from players will be disqualified even if not in the event and suspended. So if you go to an event with the sole purpose of buying people's entire collections and they find out about it, that's you can get banned for that. The caution penalty has been retired. This means even at locals now, your minor offenses will be written warnings that follow you elsewhere. Huh. Huh. This is my first time hearing of this. Wow, I guess if you get given a penalty at locals, like it goes in their system forever. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of crazy. I guess this is a way to track... Like, if that one dude from your locals that everybody hates goes to a YCS... Yeah, they can kind of go, oh, you got a... This, this guy's got a history. Yeah, you, you're a problem player, so... Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh. All right, so I absolutely recommend everybody... Read this Take document. the time to read this doc. We will have the, we'll have a link to it in the description. I was just about PDF. to say that. Yeah, you can literally just click on it, and it's not really, like, that long... Whoops. Yeah, that was me sending you the doc. Yeah, it's not really that long. It's not egregious or anything, but it there is a little bit of a little bit of length layer to it. Yeah. So uh, there's probably some of it you can kind of skim instead of actively reading, but a good chunk of it I would highly recommend you read. Yes, for sure, for sure. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful, beautiful patrons again. Woo! Trying to set up that patron goal, you know. So you know, if you're thinking about it, that would be pretty cool. Um, so a huge thank you to April Floodgate Luna Light Furry Fusion Cam Yang Dragon Maid Stun Z Kane Martin Zyphoritz Blackwing Silverwind the Ascendant is the best Floodgate Earth Machine best deck Epi has anyone actually read Toy Vendor HGH Cyber I am McLincoln if all you have is a cosmic every problem looks like a Floodgate Monstratron Mountain Man Oatmeal Spaghetti Owen Alvarado Treptrix 1 Kashtira 0 Unbanned number 95 Konami understanding and reading are two different things Virtually Savior's World Wear Flame Swordsman Support Konami Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simple the Silver Castle, Boxwine, Cyber Dark Duelist, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Heroes Bubble Cereal, I'm about to reek a glamour to it for cost these plant nuts in your mouth, Cam, the Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Santa Claus, and Valence, Hojo Mama. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Of course, I do want to remind you to please check out all of our wonderful sponsors if you are looking to buy cards, sleeves, accessories, or whatever. And of course, with all of that said, Thank you all and have a great weekend, everybody. Take care, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.